everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast. I am your host today, Tamia Harper. Uh, This is the show where we give you our point of view. Uh, We are proud members of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, and we are so excited to bring this show to you today. I am joined by my sisters, Sabrina Wood. Hello, everyone. Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello, everyone. And the one and only magnificent J.D. Keeling. Howdy, dowdy. <laughs> I'm going back to my whoop, whoop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're experimenting. We're trying all these new things. I don't know. We're, we're kind of like uh, uh, the captain on Lower Decks trying to get our catchphrase going. So. <laughs> Okay, so well, welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to deep dive into uh, the Sam and Bucky show again, or as other people like to call it, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And uh, But before we get into that wonderful stuff, we're going to dive into uh, our wonderful sponsors, uh, Science Division, the makers of the world's first and only app-enabled Tribble. Uh, We are so in love with them, and several of us have adopted our own Tribbles, and these things are just wonderful. They're so much fun. They have three modes. There's at ease, where it trills and vibrates. Uh, There's on duty, when it's actively seeking Klingon infiltrators, and it trills softly for friends and squeaks really loud when it senses a Klingon nearby. And there's Watchdog, when it guards your precious possessions, like bat lifts and phasers and even those pesky comm batches that are so hard to keep up with. And they make awesome gifts, perfect for any Trekkie dad, like on Father's Day coming up. So adopt your triple today at Science Division. That's sciencediv.com. Science Division, by fans, for fans. Trouble's never been this fun. Okay, let's get down to the real nitty gritty. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode five, uh, episode four, excuse me, the whole world is watching. So guiding us through the MCU discussion today, episode four. Yes, Yvette, episode four. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me because I keep wanting to go forward to the rest of the episodes, uh, but this is a good one. Guiding us through the MCU today is the one and only JD. Go ahead, take it away, Sister JD. All right. Well, um, as usual, there may be some language. Who knows? It's a weird episode. Uh, If you have not watched episode four, The World is Watching, I mean, The World is Watching, how aren't you? I'd take this moment (laughs) to pause, go watch it, then return. I'm assuming you have returned now and are ready for this conversation. So let's dive in to... The Sam and Bucky show. With this, with episode four, we start off with a blast from Bucky's past back when he was in Wakanda with Io helping him overcome the Hydra programmed words. And, you know, him, I can't think of the right word, someone words here. Not the word I was going for. What is that thing where you like, you do, you you embrace things, you confront your past. What? There's a word for that. I don't know. But that's what Bucky was doing. (laughs) You mean like healing? 
No, 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 no. She's going for a bigger word. We're going to figure this word. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, break out your thesaurus and, and let's think of a word here. But um, it, w- it was a powerful two minutes. It was only two minutes of time, that scene. And I mean, you got a lot of stuff in that scene. He broke my heart in that scene. You know, um, just watching him go through that moment and fighting to overcome and realizing that he was free. You know, he took you through the whole gamut of emotions. I mean, I thought it was a really amazing performance that he did. Yeah, I did too. I love Sebastian though. Oh yeah, me too. But um, I thought it was really interesting that she said all the words in Russian and Zemo said them all in English, but it didn't matter. Russian or English, it set Bucky off. (laughs) Not this time. (laughs) But my girl was speaking Russian to him. Right. Perfectly, by the way. Yes. So how would I know? I don't speak Russian. How do I know? <laughs> I mean, we just assume. I, uh, see, now I wish I had paid more attention and I was I was actually watching this with like not the subtitles because I do know a little Russian and I could have told you, but we ain't doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is this from your days when you were in Alaska and you could like see Russia from your window? Yeah, like, uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but I've taken a lot of languages, yes, Russian, Italian, French, Spanish, so. Hey, you can fit right in on this episode, because they were speaking all kinds of languages in this one. That they were. And for those of you all who might be a little bit younger than some of us on this crew, that was a Sarah Palin reference that Sabrina was throwing out there. Actually, more appropriately, at Sarah Palin and then Tina Fey reference. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. But I, I love the relationship with Io and Bucky. Um, we don't see Shuri in this, but she's mentioned. But um, she just felt uh, the, her whole look on her face when she was taking him through it and the the scenes that he was remembering, everything was coming through on him. He was totally feeling it. You were seeing all these scenes and then he gets to the word homecoming and everything stops. He doesn't have any more flashbacks and he's just like starts crying. And I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. I can't take it. It's only two minutes into the freaking episode. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, first of all, I could just listen to her voice like forever. I love hearing her speak Whether I don't care what language it is. I just love her voice. Um, and, um, but I thought that not only did he do an incredible job in that scene, but so did she, you know, um, the look of compassion that came that she let come into her face when, as she was telling him that you're free you know, and I thought how poignant it is uh, for a black woman to be saying those words, you know, because we know from freedom and not freedom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> any black person in the diaspora knows from freedom and not freedom. We know the word. I don't know if we yeah, know what deep. it really is, but we definitely know the word. Okay, I'm going to debate you about that on another show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So after we see Bucky and Io, I'm going to go with the word reconcile. I feel reconcile with his past is a good word. That's a good word. That's a good one. 
And we get the immediate juxtaposition of her being all like, why are you letting out the man who killed our king? How could you be this ungrateful? <laughs> and circling him like he yes. was gonna just about to get smacked. You know, when your mom is talking to you and she's behind you and she's in front of you, you don't know where the slap is coming from. <laughs> I was like, Bucky was just standing there, like, please don't hit me. Because <laughs> he knew he had to take it. Whatever she was gonna give out, he had to take it. <laughs> He's looking like a puppy dog with his eyes down. <laughs> just like, Oh my God. But what was the, what was your favorite? My line that I loved in this part was when he said, I understand. And she said, very little, mm. not of our loss or our shame. She's just going to finish the sentence for the boy. Mm. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. Yeah, and then, no. what? Did, I'm sorry. Did she call him James? Yes. Yep. She used the government name. Yeah, yeah, she sure did. He wasn't Bucky. He wasn't White Wolf. Nope. It's like that with your mama starts talking to you, you know. (laughs) She's going to use all your names. Mm -hmm. You're like, "Uh uh-oh. Mom just used my name like that. I'm in so much trouble. (laughs) But I I love that scene. I love that relationship with the two of them. And, you know, we're going to see it a bit later, but I love that they they flashed us back to, you know, whatever was going on in Wakanda. And, you know, you don't know, you know, we never really got the whole, um, you know, we were able to look at how he was, you know, rehabilitated. But that so that was really cool to get a little bit of it and to see who did it. Yeah. And it was also really nice to see, like, it's a really nice, subtle way of explaining, like, what a slap in the face that was. Because, right. yeah, Zemo had messed with Bucky, too. But Zemo purposefully killed their ruler, trying to start some stuff. And then after they took Bucky in, didn't have to, they helped him. They gave him a new arm. And then he's going to turn around, break the man out of jail, decide to be all buddy-buddy while we figure out what's going on with Carly. And then be like, oh, no, no, no. I get why you're angry. Like, oh, no, you do not. <laughs> right, right. You're like, Obviously. you have no clue. I'm going to be eight hours and then it's over. Okay. <laughs> she, he was lucky he gave her that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, no. Bucky was a mess. But after Bucky, we got our our nice Sam and Zemo time where we kind of confront the fact that the guys as they well we confront the fact with the guys as they find out that carly's getting worse she's decided to blow up a building with people inside she is officially a murderer now and zemo which i love paraphrases erskine's statement of good becomes great but bad becomes worse Mm-mm. go ahead girl mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely and- i was with zemo here <laughs> Yeah, and oh, Zemo had all the harsh troops were, you know, talking about how she's a supremacist, this kind of thing breeds supremacists, Nazis are supremacists, Ultron was a supremacist, superheroes are supremacists, including the Avengers. That's that's one of my favorite lines yeah. in the whole episode. Um, 
is that she's a supremacist. The very concept of a super soldier will always trouble some. The desire to become a superhuman cannot be separated from supremacist ideals. Sounds familiar. And yeah. here's where I bring Star Trek. In yeah, this here. Is great. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Come on, can we all say it together? Khan, Numean, sing. Khan! That's a great Thank art you, surprise. All right, Trek geeks. We, you know, we just go get back to Star Trek. You know, Bill and Dan, we got it back to Star Trek. Okay, continue. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it's one of those harsh truths where. Okay, just to be blunt about it, Zemo is right, and that always leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but, I mean, the dictionary definition of supremacy is the state or condition of being superior to all others in in authority, power, or status. And, I mean, that's kind of what you need your superhero to be. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it is that. But what about Bucky? (laughs) Bucky's a hot mess. <laughs> well, that's what Sam asked Zemo. Right, like, well, but what, what about, about Bucky? Bucky is is the weird, complicated one where I don't know if good is supposed to be great and bad be supposed to become worse. Bucky, I don't know. Was he like sad and just became more depressing? It's hard to say. No, Bucky said it later on. He said, "I'm crazy." <laughs> <laughs> He said, I know crazy because I am crazy. I'm like, well, I mean, oh, I Lord. think that there's, you know, they not only do they say what about Bucky, but I mean, they also make the point about, you know, what about what about the original Captain America? Right. You know, like he wasn't going down <laughs> any dark path, you know, and there's always an exception. There's always exceptions to the rule. And then um, Sam makes a very good point to Zemo that Zemo is, you know, he says, isn't that how gods talk? You know, you're trying to equate yourself to a god. You're trying to make decisions unilaterally, unilaterally, you know, on on an entire class of people or or make this very broad generalization. This concept is very broad. You know, is it is it always, always uh, that uh, the desire to become a superhuman has to be connected to a supremacist ideals yeah you know i mean what if i just want some extra strength i mean at the crux of that the answer would still be yes because you want strength that is superior to someone else's like you you can't you can't distance the two because it's it's inherently built into the whole I want to be super like it's it's right there (laughs) but much like Erskine's statement like you gotta want good like Steve he didn't want to become super so he could go punch Nazis his whole thing like even in the beginning when he's getting turned down by the army left and right saying he's from New Jersey of all places he he just wants to help he just wants to be in Bald and do good. Why? Why is it New Jersey of all places? <laughs> I spent four years living in New York. It's always going to be New Jersey of all places. Okay, I just wanted to give our our listeners some context, especially for those who live in New Jersey. I'm well, sorry. Not all the sci-fi Wait, sisters was, share this opinion. Some Jersey? of us don't care. No, no. It's actually in Captain America: The First Avengers when Bucky sees his fake card, and he's all like, 
Oh, okay. car. Jersey? Right, right. Okay. Really? <laughs> right. Who from Bro- Never mind. I'm a little yeah, okay. yeah. Never Got mind. you. Got you. Sorry. I forgot that. <laughs> we're going down the burrows. Right. We're going down in flames. I I, I don't want to go into that because we Again, want people to Sorry listen. to New Jersey. I'm sure you're a nice place. They're used to it. My cousins live in New Jersey. Okay. I have no so, I have no opinion whatsoever. Uh, the Garden State. I love mm. it. They have a lot of room. Yeah, to see that right. garden. But Whatever. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so one thing about that comment that Zemo made about, you know, they were talking about, he said, well, there was never another Steve Rogers. And the look on Sam's face when he says that, you know, because that was just another little kink in there about, I guess I really can't be Captain America. There's never going to be another Steve Rogers. That's how I looked at Sam's face when Zemo said that. And he just went, he did, <laughs> Sam did a head tilt. Hmm? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, it's, it's certainly a lack of faith that like, you know, is Steve Rogers now some type of God? You know, there's only yeah. going to be one person right. that ever embodies this, these altruistic traits, all, you know, all of one person, like he's the only one who's going to be able to do it. The rest of you are inferior <laughs> compared <laughs> to Steve Sam, Rogers. Isn't that what Sam thinks? Because he, he didn't want to be... Well, I think, I mean, I think that speaks to his, yeah, I mean, I don't think that he believes in himself enough. Like, he does not see that greatness in himself at that point. I don't know. I think Sam just, because, you know, when Zemo asked him if he would take the potion if he had it, he said so quickly, no. And he said, impressive. I think Sam is just so confident in himself that he doesn't want to take it. I don't know. You know, I, I don't think he wants to be super. Right. Um, I think he's right. Yeah. He, and I think he, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, all right, I'm going to stop talking. Cause I don't know. <laughs> That's an answer too. <laughs> but I'm always concerned about why Sam is so quick to say he doesn't want to take the serum. Does that, that concerns you? No, it didn't. Oh, I, th- oh, I thought oh, he was just being really like, no, I, I don't I, need it. But I think that, I think that's the superhero we need. Exactly. You know. Exactly. He's not looking for. He's not yeah. looking for that serum. He wants to, wants to be a superhero without being super. He knows he's bad. Yeah. All right. And then on the other hand, we have Carly in a graveyard. Debating whether or not we're gonna make more super soldiers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. She she feels she is building an army and she is going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. I, and that guy with her there, he's he's saying you're going to be the new Captain America. I'm like, oh, my Lord. But he said he used to be a Captain America fan. But, yeah. you know, the world needs... He almost said the same thing that um, um, Don Cheadle's character said. You know, the world needs a different kind of hero. Ready. But this is this, seemed, this reminds me of what we went through for the last four years, how, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, older people, too, say this is not the America I thought I lived in. Uh, or this is my identity has changed so much. You know, people loved America. They thought it was something to aspire to. And now it's like, nope, 
I'm not a fan anymore. We need people who are like you who are going to smash things down. We got to build up, um, tear down the build up. You know, there's a lot of that rhetoric going around. And it just reminded me of that when he was talking about uh, people are lost. They need a leader that looks like them, who understands their pain. Today's heroes don't have the luxury of keeping their hands clean. That was never a thing. What are we doing? What this is what are we doing? Well, outdo the legacy of that shield. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, you have a lot of people who, who are, uh, you know, they want a revolution on both sides. They want to tear down, they want this country back the way it was, or they want the country to be different. And uh, I think that, that whole, that whole dialogue there was, it was for everybody, you know, everybody who's been lost who's lost now. There's a lot of lost people in this country, in the world. Um, Cause they don't have like that, that, that place that they thought was the, the shining star. It's just like the rest of them now to everybody, you know, yeah, it's got the same exactly. problems, the same rhetoric, you know, the same uh, racism, you know, everything came out during the summer. Uh, to 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 peep other people besides us, basically, mm-hmm. we knew this was going on, but now the world knew. The face, you know, the the shield was dropped, and everybody figured out, oh, this is what America's really about. Yeah, this is what's like on the ground, you know. And I, that's all I could think about during that conversation they were having, you know, how the world has uh, finally uh, figured out what we we're about. Yeah, I think maybe the writers had that in mind when they made up this story of people who were trying to, you know, pass the Patch Act and get back to the borders and get back to the way it was. And then you have these young kids trying to disrupt everything and go back to what was starting to happen for five years. When, you know, and then she said, you know, we had our homes, you came and dragged us out of our homes and threw us in the streets. And, you know, you just can't do that to people, you know, so, you know, they She's, they're just displaced people. And as that other guy said, we're not refugees. That, right. that so confused me because I thought, so they they got pulled out of their homes, but weren't they homes that they took over because those people, people disappeared? disappeared. Right. right. But after five yeah. years, that's your home. That is your home. But what happens to the people who came back? They didn't leave because they wanted to. And that's what I'm saying. There's there's a lack of compassion on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, there are yeah. those yeah. people come half the half the population came back. They didn't ask to leave, and now they come back and they have they have nothing because you took it. Yeah, you remember that you know? movie with Tom Hanks called Castaway? Yes, one and of my he's, favorite. He's ones. gone yeah. for so long, and yeah. then you know he's he's the thing keeping him alive is thinking about his wife, and he comes back, and you know someone's taking his place, and he. <laughs> he, he, he he can't come back. It's yep. like, you know, somebody's in the house. <laughs> it's like, and I always wonder, okay, here we go. We're going to go back to Star Trek. And what did happen <laughs> when the Voyager crew got back? Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, they had this. issues too. Cause they were, well, they, they had time to bring them back to life. Cause yeah, they knew people they were, knew they were on home. their way. Yeah. They didn't just show up like um, the the blip or whatever. So, but yeah, but that's a big thing about when someone's gone for so long and who's right, who deserves, who should keep it. And there's not enough room for everybody. So, you know, you know, Sam is saying, I agree with what you're doing, but I just don't agree with how you're going about it. But they, they, 
it's a major problem, but I think it's really a fascinating story. And I think we talked about it in an earlier show that I wish they'd given more time to this, mm-hmm. this dilemma. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, definitely. It's wild. It is. It is. I would love to see a story. I mean, just the concept of it is, you know, yeah. thought provoking. You're like, wow. You know, yeah. that's, cause that's a lot of people to come back, mm-hmm. you know, and I can see this happening and it, it's, it's a great concept. I wish they would have, uh, they would have, you know, put more story to it. Well, it's much, it's a much bigger concept than they have room for in six episodes. Right. Sure. Exactly, you know, exactly. I wish that they had not limited this to six, a little mini series of six episodes. I would have appreciated maybe eight. Yeah. Oh, you I could have kept yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, was, I could have, I could have appreciated we, we needed a, full, an episode, a full 12, honestly. A full, we needed a full episode dedicated mm-hmm. to just the blip. Yeah. Because absolutely. To, to go from end game to this and then just be told things. Right. It was it was you know I I just would have liked a little more. Because it's very interesting. Agree with you. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, that is hey, you task. Right. There was no there was no good way to be like yeah yeah we should have had more blip and now onto a funeral <laughs> like it just doesn't work okay yeah. but as I said now onto a funeral well not even to a funeral we I guess I could have did this better because. With regards to everything you were saying, you do have Sam and Bucky witnessing the camp that these people who used to have free reign of the planet were put into because that was the government solution. Like, yes, we had half the planet come back and they deserve their houses back. But here, let me put you into this very small place with really no resources whatsoever if you really don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got um, memories of like the Trail of Tears. You know, that's what I was thinking about. Like, you know, I mean, government resettlement is not a new thing, and um, and it's always in some really crap ass place that has minimal resources. You know, and um, become and people become ghettoized, right? And then there's a you start with that whole economy of poverty that's going on in the place where they can't get anything. And then the larger, the larger society looks and says, Oh, those people, you know, what's wrong with them? Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and I really felt for them because you know, we have so much in our history that, that speaks to exactly that, you know, that, that is, a, we, it's a truism in a fantasy setting, you know? Yeah, and a lot of times this stuff happens because the incident that causes it, it's so sudden, so sudden that you know, there's nothing that you can do. Even like, you know, with Katrina, when you just had to like, just get these houses up, but then it malingers on and they don't come back and fix it. And you got people living in trailers for months and years. And, you know, but that initial, oh, my God, you've got to do something is what causes this, you know, camps to be set up like that. And you're thinking, all right, and just like the guy said in this episode, you know, that we heard that months ago that there were going to be supplies and things. And so that's where you have this, like you say, just these ghettos that will come up and it's just over and over again, you know? Yeah. It's- and I, I did not relate it to Katrina, which is wild because my paternal grandmother was actually one of the people, like how we found out she was okay was because my mom had seen her on the news at the Superdome. Oh wow. my God. Wow. Well, and that's that's one of those things where, you know, 
this well this was a you know alien superhero war that caused this to happen yeah. but you know but a lot of times people are displaced because of you know a natural disaster and you even have the same kind of displacement going on right now with covid with people having to move and change apartments and they're not where they are anymore you know you're trying to go back to what it was you hear people now saying i can't get my workers back where's everybody i'm like you know people had to do something it's been 18 months we had to go so you know it's just um it, it's it's not as unusual as people think and i think we're going to have like a little mini this we have mini displacement going on right now yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean if you you can look outside uh in dc the homeless population is oh, has yeah. grown so large it's really i mean there are um tent cities just was, a block away shocked. from the white house you know right uh up one right on capitol hill just a couple of blocks away from senate and congress you know there there are um homeless encampments living under bridges, entire mm-hmm. tent cities and everything. It's really uh, very striking now. Yeah, I hadn't been in DC for uh, at least a year and I started coming back in a couple of weeks ago and I was really struck by that too. I just went like, wow, this is unreal. All these homeless people out here. So um, anyway, all right, JD, now yeah. that we know that we may need GRC or don't need yeah. You don't need another GRC. Yeah, I don't have a solution, but I do. We do have Carly. Well, after Zemo gets the information from a lovely little girl about what's going on, the guys first run into John, who was not happy to see them because really getting tired of them just doing things willy nilly and not telling him. <laughs> I'm which, so tired of John. I almost feel Are you for the talking guy. about which which part when John uh shows up at the apartment? Yeah, when they're oh. heading out to the funeral, he's all like, What the Oh heck? oh yeah, well, when they're heading out to the funeral. Out That's the right, street. I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're all standing out in the street yelling right. and screaming. Yeah, yeah. superheroes. He, wasn't he talking to <laughs> he talking to he was talking to Sam like he was Bucky's sidekick. Yep. You know. I was like, wait, what's happening here? Come on, sir. But no. we do <laughs> We do get to the funeral after John's little fit because Sam has to remind him, like, I, I used to, I used to treat soldiers. I am a counselor. I can talk to her. And frankly, John did not believe that at all. But he does trust Lamar. And Lamar said, let's give him a chance. So we go to the funeral where we have Carly kind of speechifying her beliefs after noticing Sam up in the wings of the fact that what unites us as humans is our struggle. And as one people, one world, we can get through it. And honestly, that's kind of the first time you really hear her like explain like, why are you killing people, Carly? It's all like, oh yeah, because everyone is suffering and we want to do better. And it's a noble cause. I'll give her that. It's Yeah, there's nothing wrong with her cause. <laughs> no, no. Because we when just she's said, about it. she's on the right side. She's just not thinking this through. <laughs> yeah, as Sam told her, killing people won't make the world better, just different. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I know. So what do you think? Is he is he brilliant or is he just hopelessly optimistic? Both. A little yeah. bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I say a little bit of both also. Like he's not wrong, but at the same time, talking has yet to be proven a good way to work things out. I Uh-oh. don't know why, but history generally says words alone not not a good function. <laughs> I he, he almost got it though. He did. She was starting to listen. She was starting to listen. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. having they were really having some real communication that was happening. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not going to happen in the first conversation. You know, he may have no. gotten her to just stand down and not do anything else and then come back and talk to you again until, you know, a boy comes running in there. Yeah, well, I will say that is that is just a I won't even blame John for that because that's such a human thing. Because JD is, is not going to cuss out John. No, it, it really is such a human thing where. Because I, I, I will say I was listening to a podcast and it really was enlightening because it was about conversations and confrontations and how to have difficult conversations. And one line that really stuck out to me was the phrase, accept and expect there won't be closure. Because mm. most people will, they don't go into a conversation thinking, yeah, no, this is going to take time. They don't, actually, most people go into a conversation being all like, I'm going to win this. I'm going to lay out my case and I'm going to be the rightest right person to ever write. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Which for the audience, that's a very bad way to go about a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not thinking that it's so, going to be something that, you know, you can't, like we just said, you can't solve this problem in one conversation in a, in a funeral, you know, in 10 minutes. But, and that's all. Sam had 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was not, that was not fair. Um, I can certainly blame John for his absolute impatience though, and his bullheadedness and lack of faith in, and in the abilities of these other people that are there, you know, that is all, it's all straight on him, you know, and in his desire to just like bum brush his own idea I, I I don't know if I agree simply because like John is crazy. We all see John's crazy. Right. But he is crazy and protective because his thing wasn't like, oh, hey, we got to go in there because let's take down Carly. His thing was, I can't leave Sam in there. What if no, she his attacks thing, him? His thing was, it, no, his thing was, let's go in and save Carl. That was his main objective. When he, first, they had to stop him from bum rushing in there to go take down Carly. No. You know, but, that was his objective. No, because when he, he talks to Bucky and Bucky tells him it's only been 10 minutes, he asks Bucky, are you really going to leave Sam in there with no, her I, I, alone? Yeah, no, that he was does. A he gets, that was a ploy. That was a ploy. He's exactly. That's, that's, my, that's my point. Like his whole, his whole mission from when he got there to the whole time was to get to her, was to get to Carly. And, and he was simply using it, like you said, as a ploy, as another, as another tactic to try to sway Bucky over to his way of thinking of, for the action that he wanted him to take. 
See, I don't agree, but I can't explain that until we keep going. (laughs) John, John has a weird psychotic protectiveness about him, but we're not there yet. Instead, let's move on to, well, you know, John busts in. When he he does bust in. Yeah. (laughs) He busts in. He does what he was going to do anyway. He does what he set out to come there to do any damn way. Consequences be damned. Look, like you know? he, he barged into the room like an American and like a sent, man <laughs> sent everyone scattering. <laughs> and we then get the true person who wanted to confront Carly confronting Carly. Ah. And head scratcher. How did he get out of that handcuff? I mean, handcuffs are actually very easy to break out of, but that's a podcast for a different day. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is some information from JD. Okay. <laughs> All right. I would have been that dumb one that was still standing there, but go ahead. <laughs> As they're being put on, you flex your wrist and force it forward, so that way it creates a gap that you can eventually slip your hand out of. Anywho. Depending <laughs> on who puts them on you, of course. Uh-huh. All right. These sisters know more about handcuffs than I even want to get. <laughs> Not gonna touch that. Okay, so <laughs> some other stuff about handcuffs, but JD, read us on. Read us on, yeah. JD. So what we have is Zemo attacking Carly. He shoots her. He finds out. Oh, this is the serum. I'm gonna break it, and then. Like we said before, good becomes great, bad becomes worse, crazy becomes an absolute nut job as John busts into the room, knocking Zemo out with the shield. Oh man, he clocked him with that shield. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. I don't know how he didn't kill him. I uh, know. No remorse. <laughs> it's one of those, yeah, you know, really those, those cartoon shield. hits where you, right. know, you should be dead. The one of Anvil's going right. Yeah. Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Anvil to the head. I wish I had the sound effect machine right now so we could have the sound. You know how the Anvil was like, and all of a sudden that high pitch. Birdie should have been flying. And the bird circling a tweet. (laughs) He was down. Oh, no. Zemo. I do do admire Zemo for, for, you know, he he shot Carly. He wasn't playing. He's like, I'm going to kill all the superheroes, the superhumans. And I'm going to break this up. And this is not going to, this is going to end here. Well, there were just so many extremist goals, extremist <laughs> mindsets meeting, mm-hmm. you know, right there. It was just so, you know, bombastic. Just, okay. Anyway. He was, yeah, he was no. about it. He said he was going to finish that mission. That's what, that's all he knew. Look, the only difference between Zemo and John is Zemo knows how to keep some things to himself. Yeah, John yeah. is very obvious about what his goal is. Zemo's all like, "I'm gonna just stand here and be quiet." Well, John's not smart enough to be subtle. You know, he's not the brightest puppy in the <laughs> in the litter. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I think that John. That's not John's. Uh, you know, he's tall. He's, he's he's a tall white man, blonde and soldier hero. That's not the way he's taught to be. You know, I, I don't think it's a matter of him being intelligent or not intelligent. It's just a matter of him being like, I don't have to come sneaky, sneaky, slide around and do all this stuff. I'm, I'm, don't you know who I am? 
And he was doing that before he was, uh, you know, before he was Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Somehow Zemo woke back up because we see him next with everyone else in the hotel room. You know, the guys are arguing. We got to figure out what are we doing? How are we going to attack this? Oh, and then the door melage break it. Oh my girl! Hey. Hey. And then and then and then the episode starts getting good. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you 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 see John just being. John. Honestly, the dumbest uh, person in uh, the room. Oh, uh, he's so he he's so he's he's so simple. He's so so simple. <laughs> the pointy sticks. No, okay. No, let he, me talk about the pointy sticks. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Wow. I love him though because he came in and he tries to be all like, "Hi there, I'm Captain America. <laughs> oh my god, let me help you out." And the they're just look, looking at him like, "What planet are you from?" The look <laughs> they gave him, the stare. The stare. The sisters didn't have to say a word. The sisters just looked at him like, "What? Hello." Do you think this this aunt, (laughs) this aunt, I could crush you? And it's hilarious because to say he went to a predominantly black school, no one ever taught him. Do not place your hands on a black woman unless she lays you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, what are they teaching at his high school that he did not know that? Like, you were married to a black woman, dude. How how did you miss that lesson? Yeah, I'm so confused by all of that. Well, the the HBCU ban. I don't know what the hell was going on when he... How is is he married to a black woman, though? And he don't know. Don't put your hands on a sister like that. He's married to a black woman. His best friend's a black man. Ain't no one ever tell him. Look, okay, (laughs) just certain things you don't do. Who are these guys? So that's what that's what I was was about to say. That's That's Dave's fault. It's not John's fault. Thank you. That's his wife and his best friend's fault. Let for letting that. him exist in that fantasy world and, and for, and and for co-signing know. that shit. Okay, this is don't the, do this that. was the scene that set the sisters off, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't... First of all, Lamar. 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 Mm-hmm. I can't with you, Lamar. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot. You know, mm-hmm. like, your whole reason for existing is to be this man's immoral compass? What the... Are you kidding me? And then you're going to get your ass killed for him? What the? Mm. Stop. So, uh, before, Stop. And before that, the door, door Malachi, you know, my, my white friend can do no wrong. My white friend can do no wrong. You know, and then and then the sister that's dating him. Okay. Fine, I, I'm not downing her because she's dating a white man. That Don't get me... Don't get it twisted. That's not, I have dated many a white man in my life. Like, I, I'm an open opportunity dater. I like all people. I'm, not, I'm not serious. I, I, like, I don't have a type. I don't have a type. It's like, EEOC dater. You're a great date. You're a great human being. Let's try this. Okay. You know, like, you know but, but um, her, like you said, she she's living with him and, and feeding all this machismo and and crap with him that he's striding around the world with you know like somebody uh i can't with them yeah with the two of them they they both of them are wrong they're all wrong for what they did to that man and and then oh my god they should have told him let me not get into episode five i'm gonna stay right here episode four 
So wait, so it's it's Lamar <laughs> and the sister's fault that John is like this? I ain't no, know. it's not their fault. It's, it's not, not their, their fault. It's their like fault that. that they didn't tell somebody. Somebody did not tell him, don't touch that black woman. He's been around black folks enough where he should know. You know, my ex-husband is Chinese, right? He knows. <laughs> he knows the rules. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, I'm just saying. Right. I have it, it just, friends, it if they so... hanging out with us and you see them do something wrong, you let them know. Don't. Right. Don't it's do like that. those subway signs. See something, say something. Say something. Right. <laughs> if, they, if they say something crazy out their mouth about how, you know, if they come out with the you people. Yes. yes. You know, you have to, uh, you're going to uh, have uh, to pull them up. Listen, that's not that. cool. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Let me tell you why it's not cool. And if they're your friend, they're like, oh, thank you for telling me. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> The ri- John's best friend in that moment was Bucky. Because you have Sam being all like, oh. Bucky, do something. And Bucky's just all like, you're looking good. Looking <laughs> <laughs> so so strong, strong, John. Like, strong, that's John. You got it. I was like, damn. That Bucky. was hilarious. Like, that's a good thing right there. Zemo just kept on sipping on his drink. He was like, oh, oh I'm just going to enjoy that cherry this. Cherry blossom tea. Okay. So can we go back to the pointy, six, pointy sticks? Yes. Pointy comment. sticks. Yes. What do you okay. want to do? Every everything everything was so wrong with that statement. It was so he patronizing, you know, so completely patronizing. And and for, and I'm like, you're supposed to be a fighting man, and you don't know that a stick is the oldest damn weapon on the earth. Every every culture on the planet has a fighting style entirely dedicated to fighting with the stick. Including us, including the U.S. And, and Army. Right. She almost just took your head off with it. I, like it's like you. So you you cannot underestimate a stick. But then the pointy part of it, yeah. you know, that brought it up to this whole other level that a lot of us have been raised around that word spear chucker. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear it. That I mean the younger people might not be as familiar, but you don't hear it as much these days. But, you know, Bugs Bunny ca- cartoons, there was a whole bunch of Bugs Bunny cartoons based around spear chuckers. You mm-hmm. know, a spear, chucking a spear was that, that uh, really cliched stereotype of Black folks from Africa. You know, and there was something wrong with you and your spear and your your not unmodern weapon, your tribal, all of these things were supposed to were said in a pejorative way, right? You know, so for him to go with the pointy spear thing, I don't know if y'all know that old joke, but it was called Death by Ruru. And yes. I'm thinking that's what the Dormalaji oh, were thinking. <laughs> not the Ruru. Death by Ruru. As soon as he said that pointy, that pointy stick. <laughs> if y'all don't know Death by Ruru, look it up. Big E on this one. <laughs> and you know. Oh my God! Yes, I think that. Um, that it's also a very racist joke. I'm sorry. Don't look, don't look joke. it up. It just sorry. don't look it up. No. Um, don't say it. <laughs> But I, I did like that that scene. I thought that was really interesting. Everything. He just started, he just came right down the wrong way and everything just went bad. Lamar got taken out in a second. I mean, you know, the three sisters Sam just took out. Took decided them all out. to join in. Bucky 
Bucky apparently found all his whiteness and decided to use it in that moment. Oh my God, right? Because <laughs> the look of shock that they would dismant- disable his arm, like, how dare you? <laughs> so like, Bucky, who gave you that arm? You can do that? <laughs> it's my damn arm. <laughs> you thought that belonged to you? That is property of Wakanda. That's <laughs> property, James. And you know, it was funny because but the, it, you're right, JD. I thought that both times because she let him take the arm back and the other sister threw the shield down and she said leave it like yeah. you know i'll take this shit with you okay i'm gonna leave it right here you can have the arm you can have the shield right. i'm gonna both take my pointy stick that, that i just beat your ass with I'm right the pointy point. stick that i just beat your ass all up and down this room with <laughs> and, and i you know i wrote in my notes because I, I was laughing. I wrote in my notes. Right. <laughs> I'm like, John Walker just got his ass kicked all up and down that room by some black women. And he don't know what to do with himself. He just, <laughs> and seamless. I was like, that's what, um, that's what so- uh, American society is going through right now. Like the, the, the dominant culture of American society that we think come think of as these white males, right. Are going through this whole, like, they're all looking like John Walker right now because they're getting their asses kicked all over the place by some black folks and especially black women, black and brown people. And they don't know what's coming, you know, I mean, and not kicked like physically. I'm not advocating. I'm just right, saying, right, right. you know, like we're coming into our own. We're not going to take shit anymore. We're not taking this the same treatment anymore. And they don't know what's hit them. And we're doing we're doing great. Like we're thriving and surviving and we're strong and you know, we're, we're making money and we're making inroads and all sorts of businesses. And, and they just look like they don't know what hit them. And I was like, I love this show for doing that, for embodying all of that, you know, and God forbid we had a black president and now we got a black woman as vice president. What black and Asian woman. They don't know what's happening. They can't stand it. And they all look like John Walker right now. They're going to be all right though. Oh, they will be all right. Everybody will be all right. But, you know, I thought it was really interesting that that um, you said that about John being so patronizing because he uses that word. You know, he screamed it earlier about don't patronize me. So that and so did Carly. Don't patronize me. And the biggest babies are always the one whining. Yep. Both of them. The biggest babies are always the ones that do that the most. Yeah. So. And they weren't even superhumans. They weren't even yeah, superhumans. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, like, we learn what kind of friend Lamar is as he helps John come to terms with that. Because John is shook. John's all like, John. I, I don't know what to do. Which, it's, 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 you see a human moment with John, because that's where he actually does mention, like, should I should I take the su- superhero mm-hmm. the super serum? <laughs> and Lamar's all like, I mean, look at you, you're Captain America. You got three medals of honor. What is that serum gonna do? And John's just all like, Yeah, that was the getting those three happened on the worst day of my life, the worst twenty four hour period of my life. While being Captain America, he says it's the first time he's felt like he's doing right, and he still doesn't feel like he's living up to steve rogers because it's a complex everyone has well sure. because he just got his ass kicked by a bunch of women with some pointy spears <laughs> Six. 
sticks. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and now he's feeling some kind of way because he realizes, oh, I'm not the be all end all, you know, looking for and, that vial. You know, and I think it's it's even more degrading, you know, because it's a bunch of women who, with a stick. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Like I said, uh, we see what kind of friend Lamar is because his advice is, A, hell yes, I would take that if given the chance. So we already know he's a lost cause. But his explanation (laughs) is, like, power just makes you more of who you are. Right. Like, it won't change you. It just makes you the same person you are, but times 10. And honestly, knowing your friend is a complete basket case who's like one anxiety attack away from just like taking out everyone, maybe don't give that advice. Yeah. You're right about that. You're right. We learned everything we need to know about Lamar right then. You're absolutely right. Oh, like what do you, you say, Yvette? Where's the lie? Fran says that. Where's Fran the lie? Says that. That's Fran's. That's Fran's. Where's line. the lie? That's right. I, I we, think we all, as black people, we knew we knew what Lamar was about. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like I'm sure I I'm pretty sure in like our episode one podcast, I I made the comment like he is the most untrustworthy black man to ever black. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You sure did. You sure did. I was. Oh yeah. No. We knew the minute we saw him, I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all being nice by not calling him the word that we. We're not going to do that here. Not going to no, do that to him, brother. <laughs> we're not going to do that. But we know what we're thinking. Yeah, that's why I said we all know what we saw when we first saw him. And now, well, there you go. Yes, he's, he's just telling you more. Yeah. And just like we have that moment with those two showing who they are, we see. John actually, you know, he, he has a complex, he, he's conflicted, he has emotions beyond obnoxious white guy. Um, we learn Lamar is just, like, not a friend. He is not a friend, okay? In the next scene, we see Carly calling up Sarah, mm. and we learn who she is. And it's not just in the call, it's in the fact that as soon as she hangs up, off that call where she very much is all like, yeah, tell your brother where to be or I will find you and kill you and your kids. Like, it's the fact that the moment she hangs up, she has this look where it's all like, what am I becoming? Like, I don't like mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. right now. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. That was what, that was exactly what made that moment. Yep. And, and uh, because without uh, without the, I can't remember the actress's name now oh I'm sorry without her turning that and giving us that hum- that human moment then that scene was just pastiche it was bad guy 101 yes. you know yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I I like seeing that side of Carly brief mm-hmm. though it was it's just yeah, like that yeah. That she said she thought she liked like Sarah. She said, you know, I think I, and she's she thinking that she likes Sam and she thinks she likes Sarah. And, you know, and just for her to, you know, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is going to be more of a Sarah's going to also help turn her. And then Carly just goes, oh, I'll come after you and the nephews. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. This is wow. Aaron Kellyman. 
Yes. Is her name. Uh, she's did a really fantastic job as Carly, I thought. Um, yeah. And I, I do, I do like, I love the moment simply because you see her compromising her morals in order to not compromise her mission. Which, which honestly says a lot about her. Yeah. Yeah. Like she doesn't have to like herself. She just has to be able to help others as she sees herself doing. But what about Sarah's line in that conversation that I, I wrote down? Yvette, you're nodding your head. Yes. Go ahead. What's the line, girl? Well, I think Carly told her something about uh, your brother's working for the new Captain America. And and she goes, Sarah goes, I didn't choose him. And she says, "I well, who do you choose? Uh, my world, my world does not matter to America. So why should I care about their mascots? Mm-hmm. Bingo! Yes, <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that line because here it is. That is that's the whole gist of the whole six episodes. It's the whole, it's the, it's the whole thing. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's Black yeah. America right there. Yeah, that's that's the America most people live in. Yeah. I won't even say most it's black people. America. Yeah. It's like most of us live in that world. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, we've lived in that America. world for a lot longer. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we definitely know it and we recognize we know, it. We know it and we built. We help build it. <laughs> and they just they just they just uh they they won all the prizes. We build everything up, and they uh they live for, they, live, they live the American dream while we built it for them. What did I, dig- I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I and- thought that was uh, that was the line of the. As I said earlier, this is the money episode right here because yeah. mm-hmm. everything was, this uh, this series is about is explored in this episode. You know, the geopolitics, the relationships, the the craziness of the of the of the characters, and just this sense of you know why would a black man pick up that shield? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see, like, Sam, Sam is not always, Sam is committed to helping Carly, because he does go. He does try to talk to her, and he realizes he was not the target. The target was John. That's who they want. And the Flag Smashers go after John. Everyone gets, they take out Lamar, who manages to free himself, goes into battle, hops on Carly's back in order to help everyone else, and she punches him into a pillar. And the moment he dies, I feel it, like, Lamar's death, like, we already saw what kind of friend Lamar was, but we see John is actually a much better friend than Lamar. Because, honestly, this is the second time in Marvel where you've had a Black man get injured and then someone immediately just lose their shit. Like, no, this is not okay. We are not letting this happen. The first time was with Iron Man when Rhodey got shot down. Oh, man. And now we have it with John, who's all like, I'm about to take everybody out for hurting this one man. Yeah. (laughs) The whole fight stopped. Yeah, and I gotta say, I actually appreciate that about John, because even even if it's not the heroic thing to do, 
it's what I want to see someone do. Okay. Like if I get hurt, I want my friends to just stop everything and be like, Oh, hell no. I'm going to take a homie out now. Well, yeah, like I, I mean, want that support. That, that, that's a, that's a different kind of friend because even though we know what kind of friend Lamar is to John, he was his battle buddy. They went through all of that together. All yeah. that stuff that John got those medals for Lamar was there. You know, so that's his battle buddy. That's a different thing. I, I think I've said that before. It, yeah. It's just a but different Lamar, type you know, of... And that's why I think Lamar was was hanging, you know, we, we were cracking on Lamar's black mm-hmm. card. Yeah. But, um, I think that's the same thing the other way. Lamar, had, oh, yeah. that that's was his right. battle buddy. Oh, you yeah. didn't yes, go yes, through yes. shit like that without right. coming out yeah. and joined at the hip. Yeah. Like, I know I, I can mean, trust you. They, they know things about each other that nobody else knows. Yeah. They've done know. things... They've done things that they can't tell anybody right. else about. Right. Um, you know, so that's mm. that's just different. It's just mm-hmm. and it's the only way and they survive because of each other, you know, because yeah. at least you got somebody who knows what you're going through. You know, and I think that's when I think everything was leading up to that. And when he when Lamar died, that just totally he, he was done. He became that totally different person. That just that was the end. He was gonna be crazy from the I'm gonna get whoever. I'm gonna get whoever. Yeah, all his frustration, yeah. I think uh the writers did a really good job with showing that arc, John's arc of his uh psychological fracturing, you know, um from the person that he started out with just being plagued as just a regular, like normal insecurities that a lot of us have and being put in a, to a position or a job or uh, that's larger than what we feel like we're ready for, you know, um, and already, you know, and then to this, this journey of the complete breaking point, you know, so he's, he's emasculated by, you know, getting his ass whooped by all these women you know, <laughs> you know, and then it was consistently getting his ass because Carly, because Carly keeps kicking his butt too. You know, Carly's been kicking his butt, but she, you know, she's got the super soldier serum. So, you know, the Dora Milaje didn't have any serum. They just badass, you know, um, to then losing his friend and watching his friend die in, in just that instant in front of him. He was here one moment and he's gone. The next, like that, you know, I think the writers did a really good job of building all of that together. So we don't question when he snaps. Right. Yeah. You know, we yeah. get it. We get it. We might not agree with it, mm-hmm. you know, but we get it. Yep. I even like the little, um, you know, the little cosmetic stuff of them having the blood coming out of his helmet coming down his yeah. ear. I mean, he was really just, they were fighting like, I don't know what, yeah. that was a, what's with the knives? You know? so, I mean, they were really going at it, and but then that one bump to the pillar and I mean, Sam stops, Bucky stops, even all of them stopped, Carly even went, oh shoot, now she's already killed all these people. Right. Yeah. But Carly, even, Carly knew she, Carly knew it at that moment. She's like, oh shit, oh. the first thing you could see it, like run, yeah. she was like, run. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't say that. I would say, if anything, the difference for Carly was, like, the people she killed before, that wasn't personal. Like, uh-huh. like she did not now. personally do that. Like, she set off a bomb. She It wasn't her, like, yeah. literal action literally killing a person. Because she yeah. hit him, 
and he died. <laughs> right. No, I was, I was, I agree with you. I was, that was another thing I was going to bring up too. You know, it, it, I thought that was also very poignant and I thought it was very well pointed out and done. Yeah. That she, like she, it, killing somebody yourself is very different. Killing anything by yourself is very different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, I, uh, I was just going to say that wasn't a death she could distance herself from. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I, I just want to go back to the one point when, you know, when Sam and Bucky come in to meet Carly, I thought it was really interesting that Sam now was fully Falcon. He didn't come there to talk to her like he did the first time, you know, hey, I'm just coming into the funeral. You know, he just walked in without his armor on. But after they threatened Sarah and the boys, mm-hmm. he was in full oh, yeah. armor with yeah. Red Wing, yeah. which you got to say. Yeah, he he's like I'm not I'm not playing no more, girl. No, I'm not playing with you. No, nope, no, nope, I tried, I, I tried, little girl. Yeah, but you ain't hearing me. It's time for a spanking. Right, it got real. Yeah, it got real. And um, wow, that was a that was a it's a really chilling scene. The whole fight and everything, and the you know, bust through the window. Oof. It was a classic land on that van, though. He landed on that van like. <laughs> Captain America, baby. <laughs> they all land like that. Wow, it was like boom, and I'm like, oh my god, he's in full battle hero mode. Look out! He just got the first guy he saw, which happened to be the one that said, said earlier at the gravesite. I used to be a Captain America fan when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, I okay. One question: Did he have superpowers too? Oh, yes, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. he did. It, it was wait, who? The guy who got killed? Yeah, he yeah. had taken the serum. He had taken no, the serum too. No, I don't think. Uh, did, did he? Lamar he? took the serum. No, 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 not no, Lamar. no. Lamar. The, the guy. guy that, we that moved ahead. We moved ahead. We're, we're, we're already. I, I guess we're. I guess we're going to talk about the point where he kills the guy. Oh <laughs> no! I was just like trying to figure out what guy. So yeah, no. Everyone with Carly is they a super soldier. It. Okay. Okay. And there is a moment when the fight is happening where John, he hits one of them. No, he, he actually like bends a, like a rebar pipe or whatever. And Sam looks at him and he has that realization where it's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy took the serum. How did this guy take the serum? This man took the serum. <laughs> and yeah, then, okay. yeah, at the end, we we have John really just going after the first person he could find. <laughs> yeah, the, I, right, that's why I was right. wondering why he, he had taken the serum because he was just so like, he wasn't going to go up against him. You know, like if I, if he, if I was the super guy, I would have been like, oh, come on. I, yeah, I would, say, Sorry, I would go ahead. say it's because all of them are, they're all really young and this was never their plan. Like you right. see them mm-hmm. like okay. start to like have second thoughts once Carly accident, well, purposely blows up a building with people in it. True. Like to actually right. murder someone like straight up in front of everyone's eyes. That's, that's a lot farther than they had ever thought they would go. Right. They, 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 they didn't, they didn't think it through. Right. And none of them wanted to be in the position that they were in. They were still following Carly, you know, um, which I don't understand why, because all of them were having massive doubts about what they were doing. Well, not all of them, but we saw several of them 
you know, doubting what they were doing. But yeah, this guy was trying to say like, no, dude, I did not kill your friend, Shorty. That wasn't me. And you know what? The thing is, because I'm watching the scene now, John knows that. John right, yeah. yes. goes yeah. in asking, where is yeah. she? <clears throat> that man died because he did not answer. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. John knew he was going to kill something, somebody, <laughs> you know, period. Yeah, because oh. it's it's really a bunch of idealistic kids versus hardened soldiers. <laughs> like that's right. That's really your lineup here. But idealistic kids with some really powerful toys. Children yeah. with with powerful toys are still a, a danger. Yeah. and need to be dealt with. <laughs> you know, you, you know yeah, what I'm but saying? it's still a lot different than the guys who have served in actual right. wars and have the training behind them. You mean right. as far as ability? As you, far as mental state. Well, like huh. we're saying with the reaction to that guy, I mean, he just like, just uh, hey, it's not me. I mean, if I knew I was a superpower person, I would have been doing something. But, you know, he didn't even have that. He didn't even have that mindset yet. Yeah, you got the you got the serum, but you got it yesterday. You know, <laughs> you're not you're not ready to handle it's Captain America coming after you. you. You're acting like you don't know that you got super strength. Yeah. I think all of them were, I think Carly's folks were still trying to catch up to like, mm-hmm. to Carly. Like they were not, none of them were in that space. Like none of no, them they, wanted they to be in that, that position. They were not in the mindset that they were trying to, that they were going to be killing people. They were still in the mindset that they were going to be helping people. They were, you right. know, they they right. were like, we're going to use our super strength so we can get these supplies. Right. That's, so that's as far as they were going, yes. right. you know? Right. And, and so all this killing and stuff, that was a whole, that took all of them by surprise, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then to be sitting on the other end of that shield and looking at a man that's got death in his eyes, that is clearly unhinged. That was a yeah, scary Of course scene. he's not, you know, he's not going to want to try to engage. I don't think he would, I, I don't think he would step up. I saw that as very natural that that kid, was reacting the way he did. And Carly watching the whole thing. Yeah, she saw the whole thing. That was her boy. And she's and like, she let it, she let him, she let it happen. Yeah. She's just standing there. You know, I was like, she tells okay, you all you need to I'm know done at with that you. point. Right. She let it happen. I was done with her when she threatened but, Sarah. Well when she she already was sacrificing people for her cause when uh, the one guy was like, I'll hold them off when um oh, yeah. in, uh, episode one. Yeah, two. back in uh yeah two like when they went to the what's the name of that place um and they stole the, the medicine yeah the 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 Madripoor. jesus you know <laughs> and they were running from when they were running from um and they were trying to get on the plane yeah when they were and trying he to stayed get on behind the, yeah he yeah, stayed behind he stayed and held them off thank you i'm like thank you for helping me <laughs> you know what yeah, that was will, the first one i will say because uh, again, I have this right in front of me. I, I won't, I can't say that Carly, like, just let it happen any more than like Sam or Bucky let it happen. Like they all kind of pull up at the scene on the same moment. And all of them, I think all, well, yeah, I will say, I think all of them just kind of are blinded by the shield and the uniform. They think, mm. They have expectations of what Captain America is. Mm-hmm. They think he's going to stop. That's a good point. They think he's going to stop. Yeah. No one expects Captain America to murder a man in broad daylight 
with his shield. Yeah. That's oh. not the shield. That's not the uniform. <laughs> I'm telling you, the shield dripping with blood. It was just too much. What an image. Yeah, what an image. I counted. It was seven shots with the Captain America shield. Mm. Wow. Well, okay. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, the so you're right. The whole world like, is watching. Everybody was what just... What have you done? What yeah. have you done? What have you done? Yeah, it, it's just... It was a moment no one expected. Day one of being a superhuman <laughs> didn't go so well, John. <laughs> Week, week one. Week one, yeah. Week that's one. like that's not day one. Oh, week one. Week one did not go well. Yeah, calibrate. No, well, I thought one of the most point one of the most telling things too was uh the shot of him afterwards, right? The look on his face was like there. He was like, okay, I did that. That's done. I mean, he had there was a look that was a sense of accomplishment and yeah. it felt good to him to do that. You know, he and that was definitely was a, he felt like he was accomplished. He sure did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I that was the scariest part. Yeah. You know, he's over the edge. He's gone. Someone... Well, we knew he was gone. Yeah. We knew he was gone. Yeah, you know, was... but sorry, go ahead. Uh, someone had to pay for what happened to Lamar, which is why I, I find it very hard to be like, yes, John is uh, just absolutely out of his gourd. Definitely crossed the line. Still, I mean, the I, I feel I feel it would be disingenuous to just be all like, "Oh yeah, John. John's a terrible person for avenging his best friend's death." Because I've seen Iron Man do it. Steve Rogers, after trying to drink himself to death after losing Bucky, was all like. Okay, let's just take on all the Nazis. We're going to take on all the Hydra. Yep, this is my life now. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's saying, well, you know, I'm not no, saying. This. I just did. I said it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I get they, it. I get they it. all did these things. It doesn't make it right. You know, and I, uh, and, and the, the thing is like, he's not like a bad person. He, he's, he's sick. <laughs> you, you know, know what? I want to go back to congratulating this actor that's playing John Walker. Because... Hell, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. come on, because he really has us like you know you you're like I get it, but I hate you, and I get it, and what are you doing? And I hate you. <laughs> you know, so... Almost, he's got me talking about him almost as much as I talk about Kai Wen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, because Louise Fletcher just did this amazing job with that character and you hate her every time she comes on the screen and he's, he's doing the same thing. Like he is really, you but he's also her name inc- made me cringe just by saying her name. <laughs> That's how effective that woman was. I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. You know, but, right. I mean, like he's doing the same thing. Um, with John Walker, you know, he's Shout so incredibly, it, and he's, he's putting all the nuances uh, on the character and, um, and, you know, giving him that depth that he's not like this one dimensional. Right. Guy. Yeah. He's just Wyatt Russell. Thank you. Sorry. I found myself Sorry, saying, Wyatt. I, I, I can't wait to see what his next role is going to be. Cause I'm going to follow Brian Russell. 
Brian Russell? Wyatt. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, because I just thought he was a, that was just a great scene. I mean, he's given so many great scenes in this whole thing. And, you know, to make you just kind of, in four episodes, he's got us just twisted up. And I, mm-hmm. it, you have to say it's the writing. It's definitely the directing, because I thought the direction in this was super. Loved it all. Yeah. But um, you know, it's the whole trifecta here. He nails this character. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I won't say the character's name just yet, because we're not there. Wyatt as John Walker encapsulates exactly what John Walker is supposed to be. Uh-huh. Like where Steve Rogers is the American ideal, mm-hmm. Walker was meant to be the truth. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. 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 Oh, I really yeah. good. That's a great way to put that, JD. Somebody write that down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got it on tape. Like we all want to be Steve Rogers, but but honestly, the country is John Walker. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Mm. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to talk about episode five. I know you wanted to talk about it in the beginning of this. Oh, it's so hard (laughs) not to. It's so hard to talk about episode four without talking about episode five. I I feel the same way because I'm super excited to name drop John (laughs) Wilson. Like I'm dying for that moment. That's the conversation right there. All right, then we're gonna we're gonna shut this one down, this podcast down, and so we can get ready to record episode five. But and everyone else, you're gonna have to tune in for our next show, episode number sixteen, to find out what's so great about episode five. (laughs) She's so right. So thank you, JD. For a mm-hmm. good job and leading the discussion. Yay! Applause Yay. all around. Thank yep. you. We're going to end there with the blood on the shield. I know. <laughs> so, this has been fun. Can't wait to come back and do it again. We really want to know uh, what you guys think of episode four and what you, any comments that you have about what we talked about or anything that we left out that you wanted to talk about. So, Yvette, love. How can people get in touch with us and let us do that? You can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi, book, Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. On Instagram, Sci-Fi.Sisters. And we're also on Twitter at Sci-Fi Sisters. Yay. Those are all the places you can reach us. We're looking forward to talking to you, to writing with you, to communicating with you. And we want to shout out our awesome, awesome sound engineer, Dose the Anonymous One. He's responsible for all the music you hear on our show and as well as uh, editing and doing all that great work that I really honestly don't want to learn how to do. Um, And he's amazing and patient and wonderful and talented. And if you need his skills, you can find him at dosetheanonymous1 at gmail.com. That's D-O-S-T-H-E-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, the number one, at gmail.com. Dose, 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 dose,
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, okay, I thought yeah, we okay, were going to do our own jam. We'll leave him to create all the jams. Uh, <laughs> love you all. See you next time. Peace, love, and hair grease. 